Here's episode eight of the weekly roundup, catching you up on the headlines, results, and rankings from the professional and college squash game. But this week, it's all about the women's world team championships. Covered this week, one quick headline before we get started. The British Open moves to Birmingham in the UK, and we talk about the significance of what that means. Then we get into dissecting the world team champs sharing the final standings of all 17 teams. We talk about the path of Team USA to get to a historic first of the world team finals. We talk through our observations of the epic five-game battle at the number one position. And finally, we break down the championship presentation. This is well-deserving of its own segment. But it occurred to me while editing this episode that in our enthusiasm and excitement for this event, we actually didn't give a proper shout-out and congratulations to Team USA themselves. So, congratulations to the U.S. women's national team. You make us all proud from your dedication, your hard work, grit, perseverance on winning the silver medal. And this year's team was made up of Amanda Sobey, Olivia Fichter, Sabrina Sobey, and Olivia Blatchford-Klein. But in addition to congratulating the players, we need to also thank their families, significant others, friends, coaches, fans, support team, and U.S. squash who make all their sacrifice possible to chase their dreams. Thanks for listening to the show, and we hope you enjoy. What about this? This call is being recorded. Fans, we are back. For another episode of the Roundup, catching up on your weekly headlines from the professional tour and college squash. But that's normally what we do. Bill, <laughs> what do we have going on this week? Did, did you have a Middle Eastern wedding, Connor, that you attended this week? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I got I, I got into it. I know. Bill, I know. what did I, you I, do? I watched the you Women's me uh, up. World Team Championships from Cairo and... Uh, uh, the the music was was the highlight for sure until the finals. Um, I, I was a little disappointed. Um, I saw the stage being set up ahead of time before the finals yesterday. Like I was following on Twitter and Laurent from um, uh, Casa from P- PSA TV uh, tweeted a shot of a stage, and I thought we for sure we were going to get Millie Vanilli Assure's lip syncing tour like we have in Algoon in the past, and I was so excited for it. But it turned out it was not that. They didn't show it anyways, but I guess it was actually a, a pretty solid band entertainment act uh, an hour before the event. That band, I just, Shazam, I actually thought it was going to be uh, Rami Ashur, and it wasn't. So I was like, oh, well, I still kind of like it. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, we are here to do the wrap-up of the World's Women's Team Championship. There's only one quick headline I wanted to uh, bring up before we got into that, and um, it kind of piggybacks on the the sad news we shared last week of Dr. Lam passing away, who helped really prop up the British Open for so long. And this was the announcement that the British Open is moving to Birmingham. Did you read about that? Talk about that, Connor. Yeah, I did read about it. It, it doesn't didn't resonate with me as much as it did with you. You had some historic uh, references on it for me and kind of told me why it's a big deal. By the way, Connor, are those new glasses? <laughs> they are. Holy cow. They're, they're actually, oh. uh, quick shout out, these are Whoop glasses like the whoop band they have glasses no whoop like the strap that's what i mean oh band the band 
the band. Yeah, the strap, the band. Sorry about that. Yeah, the band you wear around your wrist, not a, yeah, like a musical yeah, band. Yeah, you know, knowing you and your musical taste, I thought it was like, yeah, the band. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, there it is. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What, what, is, what are those glasses? Like, what do they do? Are they just glasses? Blue light glasses. Meaning? So it blocks blue light coming into your eyes. Yeah. Dude, you look, you look like Elton John. Yeah, it's, cool. it's funny. Um, they only launched it like two or three weeks ago. Uh-huh. They sold out of everything. So, like, this is, like, the only pair that was left. I'm going to take they're them. Impa- I mean, they look kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, they're weird enough that I'm like, okay, yeah. just lean the, into the, the weird. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly the case. I feel bad. I just got a brand new pair of glasses also, and they, they look, they're so mundane and, like, old person glasses. Like, I feel bad now after looking at <laughs> yours. Yours are, yours are awesome. Very Thanks. awesome. Yeah. Could have gone either no, way, no. but I'm just leaning into the weird, and I got to tell you, they've been working. <laughs> I like it. So. Not, I sort of interrupt your British Open flow. Go ahead. Tell us, tell us why the British Open being moved to Birmingham. What are the ramifications of it? Like, why the change? Yeah, I think this um, Birmingham, which just hosted the Commonwealth Games this past year, is really mm-hmm. trying to make a big push that they want to become known as the city of sports. So, not just within England, but within Europe and around the world. So, their goal is to try and attract as many major sporting events as possible. And I believe. The British Open going to Birmingham is and part of the legacy plan. So the British Open going to Birmingham is actually the first event amongst their strategic plan in order to make that happen. Ah, cool. Yeah. Have you been? You've been to Birmingham? Actually, I would take it. I haven't. Yeah, I've been to Manchester with the World Opens, and I've been in a bunch of other cities in London, but I haven't been to Birmingham. So I can't speak uh, much to that. But it's also an extremely. Uh, I think it's the population of the city of Birmingham. I think thirty to forty percent Muslim. And they specifically, part of what the appeal was having Muslim role models, specifically women. And that, you know, ah, if you think nice. of the professional squash tour, that's a really good uh, matchup. Roll up to the garrison after the matches, have a few beers. You got it. Yeah. So it's a little, little, little Peaky Blinder reference for you. For you. It's the only thing I know about it's Birmingham is, Peaky, is the Peaky Blinders. Yeah. So, yeah. No, so cool. Interesting. So just, just, um, I might be a little scattered just to be totally honest. I am... <laughs> epically epically hungover right now really yeah i started vacation last night at exactly 5 p.m i signed out of my computer which i rarely do uh for work you didn't and, um, you didn't send the like schedule emails to go at, like 601 or <laughs> the o'malley emails that you used to send out when we worked together at like 7 30 on a friday night yeah but i was actually no. there at 7 30 that was no, the sad no, part no, I did not. Um, but we had a um, we had a neighborhood Christmas party. Some of the neighbors got together, like fourteen of us, down at our, our neighbor's house down the street. I actually cooked a fifteen pound prime rib yesterday afternoon. So while I was working, I was smelling a fifteen pound prime rib cooking in my oven all day. Oh, wow. But either way, we went down uh, and um, hit it very hard for for people our age. The average age of the crowd there was probably fifty five. Me being one of the elder statesmen, and the uh, the eighteen year old bottle of I think it was. I don't want to remember. It was like Bainbridge Scotch or something like that. So where does this rank Ugh. in terms of hangovers? As far as in like the last 10 years, it's definitely in the top five. No. Yeah. Like yeah. in the past 10 years, this is one of the. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty hurting. I'm pretty hurting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that. I can't, I can't tell. well i think our audience will be able to tell you know what uh this is just a big disclaimer um yeah yeah. so connor just just take take the show from here but no you know what Uh, it was fun um we we did a uh you ever do the they call it a white elephant or yankee swap i've done the yankee swap yeah yeah one of those things we did it with um with 15 people The, the best part about it was that so we have a core group of six of us who always hang out together so we know each other very well so no surprises but we they invited um eight other people from the neighborhood who we 
we say hi to, of course, like because they're in our neighborhood, but we never really socialize with them and never talk with them. Have never drinking with any of them before, and uh, so that was that was interesting uh, getting to know. Uh, <laughs> some people you think are idiots uh, are idiots, and some people you thought were idiots are nice people. So um, I, got, I got to discover that. But the the white what elephant. What do you think amongst, people learn about you then? Oh, I'm sure every <laughs> every preconceived notion after my performance last night was probably realized and justified. Reinforced, and double down, Reinforced, double down for sure. <laughs> Hallie's idiot husband. Yeah. <laughs> so. So all good, but otherwise, yeah, um, was excited about coming, uh, doing this because we watched yesterday the uh, the finals of the uh, the WSF uh, Women's World Team Championships, and uh, ha- uh, definitely definitely a highlight of the squash year. Sure, uh, I thought so. Um, you want to go through? Um, Here's kind of what I was thinking for the wrap up. We'll we'll share the final standings, uh, which is a kind of unique thing where every country will play to place. So we have the final ranking to share there. The path of Team USA that they did to get to the historic finals. The finals itself, and then <laughs> the trophy presentation. Though <laughs> uh, my favorite, the trophy presentation was besides the Gohart Sobi match. The trophy presentation was by far. The oh best my gosh, part of the I was. There's no question. There's so much to talk about there. I was like, we have to make this its own segment. So I could think I could give a brief wrap up of the trophy ceremony. Are you ready? Maybe you want to hold your ears for this one. Oh, so should we? Woo! Do like- make some noise! Woo! Make some noise! <laughs> <laughs> that woman was shouting so loud. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to okay. it. Let's not skip ahead. So, yes, the um, the final positions. Um, obviously, as we all know by now, Egypt won. Um, if you want, you want to go in descending order. Uh, uh, yeah. Start start with Ukraine at seventeen. Um, Way to have Ukraine ten. in there, right? Seventeen. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Really good. Um, Chinese Taipei, Finland, Wales, Germany, Switzerland, Australia, Japan, South Africa, Scotland. Canada, France, Hong Kong, Malaysia, England, USA, Egypt. So that was those were the finishing positions. Um, USA had it, uh, you know, obviously. Just quickly there to because there is a distinction based on how pool plays play that basically Mm -hmm. you're in groupings. So the top eight is a demarcation, and then like nine through sixteen is a demarcation, or in this case nine through twelve. So countries are trying to get in that top eight. So. Right, exactly. So in, in in the top eight, it turned out to be in the knockout stage, if yeah. you will, was um, Scotland, Canada, France, Hong Kong, Malaysia, England, um, USA, Egypt, and it came. USA had a, had a pretty uh, a, a good path to the uh, to the finals. They played. Amanda struggled against Holly Norton. Um, I guess uh, from what I was hearing from Vanessa, who has coached Holly Norton in the past, Vanessa Atkinson, who was on PSA TV, said Holly Norton had never taken a game from her. Mm-hmm. And Holly took her to five games, uh, 48 minutes, 14 to 12 in the fifth, where Holly Norton came steaming back. I think she was down maybe 8 nothing in the in the fifth game and came back and brought it to extra time. Um, yeah, it, this is in the Canada versus USA in the quarters. Yeah, and it was just a total shocker. Uh, the fact that Holly um, took Amanda to five. I mean, really, Amanda's performance was... I'm so glad she won it. It's just a testament that, you know, champions can win on even when they're not playing well, and she was not playing well. Um, nope. I, I didn't even actually think Holly was playing particularly great, but was closing out points. But yeah, to take her to five, that was a little nerve-wracking, actually. Yeah, Sabrina Steadius could be just came out and shellacked Nikki Todd. Uh, <laughs> basically put put the exclamation point on the win in advance. The highlight of the quarterfinal, though, I mean, because... The quarterfinals were not uh, were not great. Otherwise, was England beating France and it, Melissa Elves, the UPenn grad, 
beat Sarah Jane Perry at the number one spot in four games pretty convincingly and gave them a one nothing lead. So um, it, it basically you had then had Camille Serm and Colleen Omar, two retired players, uh, needed, to, needed to win one more match to put France into the semifinals. And Jasmine Hutton, who was kind of like the unsung star of this tournament, really, really put on a great performance. She pounded Camille Serm. I mean, pounded her in the uh, in the decider, 11-4, 11-5, 11-4 in just 24 minutes. So a, a great win by her. And that set up uh, the semifinals, which were, um, you know, Egypt playing Malaysia and uh, USA playing England. And Egypt, obviously the juggernaut that Egypt is, rolled along with uh, Hanya and Noran uh, playing and Sherbini not even having to step on court. And then the USA played England, and Amanda, Jasmine Hutton, fought tooth and nail, beat Amanda in the first game, 12-10, just a fantastic game, really good drama and fun to watch. And then Amanda pulled it together and uh, won 13-11 in the second, 11-7, and then just rolled over her. Uh, Jasmine's legs were gone, but just a great showing by Jasmine Hutton. So a player that not a lot of people know. She doesn't make it to the late rounds of a lot of tournaments. So she put on a great show and made a name for herself and uh, look forward to bigger things for her to come. And really stepped up. I mean, we talked about Georgina Kennedy not playing in this uh, in the lineup, and then Sarah Jane Perry really not on her game. And you could just tell. I mean, this this is why when in the team matches, you can never count out England or France. They're just, they're really great when it's team performance time. And Jasmine really displayed that. Uh, I thought she played fantastic. Yeah. And not, but, not yeah. smooth, but again, just kind of gritty, chasing every ball down, the, the dives she was getting. So it was, it was great performance. And into it. I mean, it was yeah. into it. The team competition, the, the, the emotions shown on court during some of these matches. Because as we talked about, some of the early round pool matches were so bad. It's heavy so mismatch. So one-sided. Yeah heavy heavy mismatches and just kind of unwatchable at times and and no one was there at that outdoor court i was I gonna mean, the say place was ghost town empty like ghost yeah. town empty you know and it was freezing yeah people were with blankets people were like i think they were you know olivia klein was drinking hot chocolate i mean it was cold um yeah it was it was not conducive to a great atmosphere uh empty stands cold and just total mismatches made this for i was like man this event is really dying mm-hmm. um it's just not not fun but but then but then we come to the finals yesterday, oh and my the place was, place was packed, which was well, great. I mean, packed. There was so much energy. There was, yeah. I mean, they were into it. It was, you know, yep. uh, seating all around. Um, anyway, there's so much to talk about it, not yeah. just the performance on court, but really the crowd played a big factor within this match. Oh, yeah. The, the, when they introduced the players onto court before the match where they bring the flags out and they take the team pictures, the place was erupting when yeah. they, it, it was like rock stars coming out for Egypt. It was kind of funny when the United States came out because it was like really quiet. They got really quiet when they announced it. But when Egypt first came out, I mean, they were, the crowd was jumping and uh, you could tell there was a lot of, lot of energy in the air. So it was definitely a, um, a, uh, a foreshadowing of things to come. And so then we got the Gohar Sobi match and it was the kind of, Again, it was the match that made this event noteworthy. It made this event something that we're talking about. I, I think if it weren't for that match, we probably wouldn't even be doing this podcast because I, the event was so drab before that. Isn't that amazing? Like one match put a whole different spin on this event for me. Yep, yep, one match. Uh, and hey, give Amanda credit. Amanda playing the number one player in the world in Egypt for the World Team Championship, stepped up and played just a, uh, and you know, she had she had logged a lot of minutes on court and had struggled earlier in the tournament. And she came on and she had two match balls against Noran Gohar uh, in the fourth game. Um, a couple things stood out to me. Um, 9-8 in the fourth. Unfortunately, Amanda stopped 
uh, and there was a pickup that was good by Gohar. It was clearly good, so I'm not quite sure why Amanda stopped, and that, that cost Amanda a point. Then 11-11 in the fourth, Amanda asked for a let, which was clearly yeah. a no let, and she stopped play again. So two kind of mental errors on that part, but I don't want that to take away from the grit and determination she showed in, in that match. When uh, it, it came down to game five, and it looked like, you know, after she lost that very, very tough fourth game, I think it was 13-11 or 14-12 in the, in the fourth, I thought Gohar was just going to come out and steamroll her. Amanda looked like she had some heavy legs on her, wasn't moving that well. Gohar came out and was up 5-0, and I said, ah, that's too bad. You know, good run, good run by Amanda. She played really well. She had two match balls, a little disappointing. And then Amanda said, hey, wait a minute. This is not over. Uh, I'm I'm also a top five player in the world. I'm not going to let you win this that easily. And brought it all the way back uh, to to nine eight. And yeah. nine eight was to me the highlight of the match. I mean, of all the great plays, if you re- go back and rewatch, and if you're listening and you have Squash TV and you want to go back and watch it, at nine eight, Amanda is serving, yeah, and yes. the crowd is going nuts, nuts. So much so that Amanda stopped and kind of was like waving her arms down to keep the, get the crowd quiet. But then she kind of just smiled and had like a huge smile on her face. Like this is one of the greatest moments in her squash career. I mean, in that atmosphere, playing for a world championship with a crowd. I mean, the problem with squash is there's not a lot of crowds, sure. uh, you know, not a lot of crowd interaction, a lot of small crowds in squash tournaments, not a lot of boisterous crowds. This was nuts. This, As I said, this was Ryder Cup, Davis Cup level stuff. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Bill, I love it. Uh, I have that in my note. 9-8, the crowd starts cheering. Amanda tries to quiet them down, and they just start cheering louder. And that's when she has that smile, right? She, like, knew this is a great moment. They're into it. And again, like, the crowd, there were times uh, the favoritism was pronounced. I have another note in here. This was in the fifth uh, Amanda's match. Um, And it wasn't actually clear. Amanda had just won the point. And it wasn't clear why they were cheering. It was like it was another point, not that one. Mm-hmm. But the camera pans to Nora Talab, who just puts her hands up like she doesn't know. <laughs> just like very. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. It broke all squash etiquette of like, why are you cheering now? <laughs> um, so it was very, very funny. The, the reactions of the uh, if you if you kind of kept a look at the reactions of the teammates in the back, Sabrina Sobi looked like she was going to have an aneurysm. Yes. I mean, she was so nervous she couldn't watch, and hands in her head. And the uh, the trainer for the USA, the uh, the trainer they brought on was was like Has the he biggest ever squash, seen squash ever. before. Right? I I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know who he is, but uh, he was having the time of his life and was like pointing and saying, "You, you, it's your time." He he actually screamed, "It's your time, Amanda!" At one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was great, but yeah. So, what did you think of Amanda's um, the the emotion that Amanda showed on court? Pretty much every point, every big point she won, and not just like fist pumping and like screaming, like in Noron's face, doing yeah. it, like going right up to Noron, like saying "you, you," that type of thing. You, you know, it was it was interesting uh, from a, an athlete performance. You could tell that she was in the zone and she was doing that purposefully. I think that's what Amanda needed to do. I don't think it crossed a line. It was more more like, like we've seen times when people get in each other's faces. It was just very purposeful, mm-hmm. very directed at her. She's like, I'm coming for you. I, yeah. And that cheering. Yeah, what about you? So, I, I loved it. I mean, to me, in a team event, it reminded me again of Ryder Cup. Mm. So when you remember when Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy went at each, each other a couple of right. years ago in Ryder Cup, draining putt after putt and pointing at each other, yeah. and Rory holding his hand up to his ear saying, louder, can I, I can't hear you anymore, and that right, type right, of stuff. Right, 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 right. I, I think in team events like that, for when you're playing for your country, I think it's fine. What I did think about was, though, 
what would have been the reaction if Mustafa Saw would did that? Mm, interesting. I think people would uh, would have flipped out if Mustafa Saw did that. I mean, t- I wow, Connor, your glasses look really cool when you when you're looking up like that. Is that purposeful? Like those little zeros in there? Oh, th- that's the light reflecting. Holy cow, that's really cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but I was just curious when yeah. I saw that because I said, you know, any kind of um, anything Mustafa does is always blown up. I think a way that Amanda did it, you know, again, it's a lot about intent or intimidation. And so if Mustafa, mm-hmm. I think he could be more uh, boisterous or, you know, instead of it being like angry, there's a way you mm-hmm. probably could pull it off or just yeah, d- yeah. direct it towards his bench, you know. But yeah, it, it was, that was definitely palpable, uh, which I have to, okay, I'm just going to bring it up now. Um, Go ahead. No, one one other thing before I bring that up, which which kind of shows this was Amanda was down so many times in other games too and came back. I mean, it really mm-hmm. was a seesaw and it was um, uh, it was just amazing. Uh, and and so, another crowd favorite was also when Amanda won the game, total silence. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. <laughs> but my favorite rea- on-court reaction was when Gohar won game four and after she was been, she was kind of being chill during the match. And game four, after yes, Amanda, yes. Amanda had been, Gohar looked right at her and screamed. And Amanda, Amanda gave her as she was. And you could only see it on the replay uh, right. from the when they showed the replay of the front. Amanda doing the under the chin flick, like yeah. uh, like like get out of my face. I don't care. Like right. that type of thing It was really cool. I'd never, I haven't seen really she, like little Italian. Maybe Amanda has a little Italian in her. Yeah, that was like a little Italian, like affinable or something like that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I saw it on Sopranos once. So if it's a curse, I apologize. Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I mean, I told you before, like whenever it's Team USA, I just get <laughs> far more excited. And um, yeah, I think this. The interesting thing is, it just shows there's a chance Amanda had match balls, could have won, right? Hmm. Hmm. Um. And then there is a scenario where Team Yosei could have won. I don't think Sherbini would have been a little bit too challenging. <laughs> but then you go down to uh, Sabrina Sobi and get her out, out there. and Against a young Hamami who yeah. uh, you know, had lost to Sabrina in the U.S. Open. I mean, we're kind of doing her a disservice talking to Sherbini. With all that emotion going on, Sherbini, and I saw some interviews afterwards, said she didn't even have a chance to warm up. She was so into the match. She was like standing over to the side when she should have been warming up, watching, and just nerve-wracked. And then she went on and just like put on a class performance like she always oh, does. Yeah. She's just so good. I mean, right. Victor didn't play terrible. No. And uh, coming off all that emotion, Sherbini just took care of business, and boom, 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 it was over. So um, the other thing I saw was interesting, and again, this is me totally reading into things and totally wanting drama where there may not be any at all. And I looked for it, in all, and I watched a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And I watched, obviously, all the USA matches that were on I watched, and I watched every Egypt match was on because I wanted to see the interaction between Gohar and Hamami. Mm. There, there's, that's a rivalry, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's a PSA Tour rivalry. They're, they're, they, the coaches like switched in like different like one Noran's coach is now Hamami's coach blah 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 and we've seen matches on on the PSA tour where there was a lot of animosity uh displayed on court towards one another and I saw it I mean if you watched Hamami was not cheering for Gohar mm-hmm. she was not not cheering for Gohar she wasn't cheering for Amanda by any means but she just kind of sat there stock still and in the interview afterwards and this was during the whole tournament I watched this and whenever they took pictures Hamami and Gohar were never together, mm-hmm. and whenever they're between games or after matches, when all the teams would get together, they never like talk to each other. Like they, there was definitely some tension there, even if it sure. was in my own mind. There was definitely some tension there, it, but it really stood out 
yesterday after it ended and they were getting interviewed and Gohar and Cherbini were sitting next to each other on the I think they might have been they might have been still on the on the platform but we'll talk about that later <laughs> talking about like how nervous they were watching the match and Noron was being very you know how personable she is talking about you know I made it interesting I kept everybody nervous and meanwhile while they were laughing and giggling and stuff Hamami was two people down from them stone-faced like please get me off of here I don't care and I, I wondered to myself whether Hamami wanted Gohar to lose. Mm, so number one, her. she could say Gohar could lose and she could win the win the championship for Egypt. Any chance of that or is that just me in my mind being in being me? I don't I mean I don't know them well enough. I mean there's definitely I could see that, right? Uh and I think you're right about the tension. There's there's one other interesting dynamic what I had here as a note was just a handshake. And what this is referencing is after this incredible incredible match basically to mm-hmm. set up like you know, I mean, Team USA, the biggest underdog here. Amanda gave a great performance. It goes the distance. And mm-hmm. at the end of the match, Goha and Sobi just have a handshake. And yeah, you could quick, very quick. Very quick. Amanda was mm-hmm. willing to go hug her, which all, mm-hmm. all women and even guys do this too. You do the handshake, mm-hmm. then the hug. Yeah. Yeah. No hug, right? It was pronounced and delivered. Amanda did go pick up her racket. That's true. Did you see that? Yeah. Amanda, so uh, Gohar gave the scream in the face, turned around, and then um, her racket got tossed, obviously, when she won the match. And Amanda went over and handed the racket. But you're right, no hug, which I, I think the hugs are gross anyways because people are so gross after playing squash. Like You hate like, hugs you, in general. I do hate hugs in general. That's absolutely the case. Uh, I'm all about man, the hugs just, afterwards. Oh, hugging sweaty. Yeah. Especially like, oh, it's just already, so gross. Their shirts are so wet and just blah. Just makes me sick. But so. but it was also, this wasn't just me. I was so glad. Um, this was after Egypt won, and then they're going around, and then Team USA and Egypt are trying to shake each other's hand. And even the announcer, Simon Park, was like, I'm waiting to see the interaction. Like, will uh, Amanda and Gohar, like, shake hands then? No, no shaking hand. It's kind of like talking about what you said, that you could see there were magnets just trying to stay away from each other. Right. So so that that leads me to this, and, and I... I was didn't know whether I should talk about this or not, but I mean, glaring, glaring, missing Joey Barrington mm. during this turn during this tournament. That match deserved Joey Barrington to do it. The excitement level, just the the tension. He sets the scene better than anyone. And I mean, I don't know Vanessa Atkinson at all, but to to me, listening to her, it was like they were they were playing like a you know a quarterfinal at um you know. At um, at, I don't know at any at any tournament. Yeah. It was like no big deal. It was like she'd been and you know she sees this all the time. She's been through the wars. She's played in these. She you know married or lives with James Wilstrap, so she's seen squash at the highest level. So it's not maybe not that big of a deal to her, but she's and she certainly didn't make it seem like a big deal. And it was like really brought the tenor down yeah. uh, of the thing where Joey, you could see Joey would be going, you know, this is the moment and screaming right, and oh right, there right. it is, you know, just really making a lot of con- making it exciting. A lot of controlled enthusiasm going around. <laughs> Ugh, there was way too much controlled enthusiasm. I was like, guys, I am at the, I'm on, I'm not even there. Yeah. I'm like watching it on a freaking tiny screen and I'm like on the edge of my seat. My arm, my hair on my arms is being raised, which rarely happens when you watch squash yeah. on on TV. And this, I was like, show some damn emotion, guys. Sure. Like, set the scene for us. So, which um, I was really disappointed in that. Which, despite what they were doing, Man, the crowd, I got to play this. Okay, so this is after they've won and they're we're waiting around for the ceremony. We're going to get into it uh-huh. here. Nice. 
I mean, yeah, the whole awesome. crowd is singing. Is into it. Well, the, the shot of the crowd after Gohar won the match, after she hit the ball into the crowd, yeah. and then they went to the crowd and showed the crowd shot, and the crowd's dancing and singing and yeah. stuff like that, was the, one of the greatest shots in squash. Like, you never see crowds like that. No. It was incredible. No. Absolutely incredible. Right, so that leads us to our last topic of the SFO Women's World Team Championships, which is the trophy oh ceremony. Oh, my gosh. This is probably... This is going to be my favorite topic of maybe we've done Any ever. Pun. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So we don't like to swear on this podcast, but cluster F, I think, is an appropriate word for and it. Was it was such a mess? It was in, in the greatest way ever. <laughs> I, I was looking forward to it because you, you take the WSF and then you take Egypt, right. right? Neither neither one known for great organization, and <laughs> I knew what was coming, and I I stayed glued to it just because oh I knew what was coming. There so it, many... lived, it lived up to everything that I wanted. Can I also say though? I do have to preface it. It still turned out to be one of the best that maybe we've seen. Like, think about it. Think about it. We How have many, fireworks at the end. There's the atmosphere. Fireworks were, the fireworks were incredible. Fireworks were almost ridiculous. They it were like, so, oh, so over the top. So, Would they have done those fireworks if Egypt didn't win? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, probably uh, not. We, no. That, no. That would be really odd, right? How about the but, amount of people they had on the court at one the, time? So I had, I had on here my notes. Were they trying to answer the question, how many people can we fit on one court at once? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and meanwhile, you have the that wom- the woman MC just literally screaming into the microphone. Yeah. Give it up. Let's make some noise. And like saying, Team Malaysia, get out here. <laughs> so <laughs> we have to break this down. Okay. There okay. is also before... And I didn't even know this was going on. Suddenly, we're like, oh, there's another award show happening before the trophy ceremony. Right, right. What was that? I, that was, like, incredible. So the, I, I don't want to criticize it. Well, I do want to criticize them um, because, yes, that was so – besides her, that woman yelling in, in – I, I want to talk to Olivia Klein next time I see her and ask her how loud it was in person because Olivia Klein was standing right next to her when she was shouting into the microphone. But, yes, the, the Woolridge speech – Mm-hmm. Uh, followed up by the Karim Darwish speech and all those all those pre awards, and then they give they give the um, the MVP of the tournament. I mean, granted, she had a good tournament. She won six matches, didn't lose a match to um, Watanabe and Tony Watanabe. It was great, but she, her team finished in eleventh place. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. This this felt like a token award, like. Yeah, like, hey, uh, we don't want to give all the awards to Egypt, so let's throw one out there maybe to uh, maybe to Japan, and maybe they'll offer to host one of these tournaments down the road or something. But how could you give the MVP to the 11th place, to a player on the 11th place team? So so if she wasn't there, what would they have finished? Like, so 12th, 13th? I mean, I, yeah, that totally. How could Nor- Noren Gohar has to be the MVP, right? If it's one thing, if it was like um, surprise player or, you know, most improved or something to that effect. But MVP? Well, come on. I would have also, there's a potential MVP I would have given if they're like, they won like three deciding matches, right? So in that case, Gorha wouldn't have been, she's just so good and dominant. So I'm just saying, I do, I'm, I'm okay with certain more thoughtful selection, but it was just way too random. Um, way too random. Your, your number one player in the world just won one of the most exciting matches of the year, if, if not one of the most exciting matches of that tournament's history, to win the world championship in Egypt. And you give the MVP to a woman who played for the the 11th place team. I mean, just crazy craziness. But that's the WSF in a nutshell right there. That's WSF. Then they do most improved, which I'm like, please don't make this public. Like, just, you know, do you it off to, to the stink. side. Yeah. You used to stink, but now you're better. Now you're a little bit better. Well done. Yeah, really, really random. And Very it was, random. And 
South Africa. It was South Africa, the team. The yeah. team, exactly. So yeah. I wonder where they vo- when they voted on that. Like the, that whole thing struck me of, <clears throat> hey, just like we were talking last week, like as the match, like the Sherbini match is winding down, all of a sudden the WSF folks got together and said, hey, by the way, um, what's going on for the presentations? Yeah, it, it was painful. <laughs> it and was then very painful. talk about uh, the WSF president, Zena, not matching energy or the reading the room. Like, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that was brutal. That was brutal. Absol- absolutely brutal. Like, and she didn't know. And then, 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 like saying, "Hey, somebody want to come over and translate for oh me?" Oh my gosh! I mean, the, the whole thing has been done in the English. The whole thing the, has been done the, in English. The the referees are speaking in English. The announcers are in English. Everything's been in English. And all of a sudden, she wants to translate some random speech that she's giving. <laughs> and it was so crowded on the court, they couldn't get microphones to people. It was just, yeah, it was just a mess. going was, back and the, forth. Yeah, yeah, in the most glorious way, it was a, it was a mess. So, um, so it was cool. So now the awkward moment that little presentation ends. Uh-huh. Then they're like, okay, now we have to give out the medals. And um, this is actually always awkward because that there's uh, most podiums have three levels, but you got right. four teams. Right. So no one had like thought this through of like, great, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have Egypt come out, we're gonna have Team USA, they they have a clear podium. But then you have England come on. That then it's so crowded that when they say Malaysia come on, there's no room for them. No, no room from them. They're kind of fighting with England, like to see who could get to the front of the third place podium. Why, why don't they play a, a three-four match? Is there a reason behind that? They used to play three-four, and it was just—it's just too much. And it's like, hey, they play. They play. What do you mean it's too much? They play sixteen, seventeen. For God's sake, what, what yeah. do you mean with three-four? Why is that too much? No, it's what was happening too too often was players were phoning it in, like they just didn't care. Like, hey, we were going for the champion, so I don't know. They got rid of it. Uh, okay. It's it's all only right. benefited I mean, uh, more teams from getting third. I guess, I guess, but yeah, having all those people up there on the podium, like not like almost tipping the podium over, was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. So, yeah. And then like trying the the person the I, I and I love the guy the guy Khalifa who's the um I think his last name's Khalifa the guy who's the uh, president of the Egyptian Squash Association. He's like really short and he's trying to reach up and put the medals around <laughs> the necks of the of the Egyptian players. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, just so it just every every comical moment that there could have been it, there was in that in that ceremony for sure it was brutal i mean it was clearly and i think we said this uh was it just last episode we were like clearly not rehearsed i mean 100 percent not rehearsed. it was no every idea. mistake and i know like you need a whole team dedicated to this i'm not the best at this actually like i i need you know you need to do a lot of rehearsing a lot of presentation um Yep. Yep. There, there was not that, but it, 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 and the pictures were, I mean, it just, it just shows the photos of the trophy ceremony were god awful. I mean, oh really? I actually haven't seen them. Oh, go on, go online. Yeah, it's okay. just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, it was just a mess, but it was good. It was a mess in a great way. So, so, but I, we also did want to say uh, with those four teams of mm-hmm. Egypt, USA, England, and Malaysia, four continents represented. Yeah, that's cool, right? In the end, if we did a, uh, if we did a wrap up, um, it, it was a terrible event that was capped off by one of the greatest matches that i've witnessed uh for excitement wise in, in my life <laughs> and the, agreed and the trophy presentation just wa- trophy just pick. wash it buckle up for like a good 45 minutes um yes. i didn't think yes, it'd be it, that long but the fireworks <laughs> the fireworks alone are worth it the grucci brothers are rolling over in their grave saying we never put on a fireworks display like that in our whole lives yeah. that was inc- absolutely incredible but so cool it's now we're done with the uh 2022 uh squash that match was a great way to end a, a just a just a fantastic season of squash. So next week 
we will um, do a special Christmas episode. Connor, I'm going on vacation tomorrow, actually. I, I fly out. Uh, I go to Florida tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. No I way, have a really? Yeah, Key West again? Flight. No, no. I, I'd rather, you know, just because I don't want to get doxxed and have, like, you know, TBD fans staking out my, yeah. my uh, yeah, yeah. DROB and stuff like that. So I'd rather not say where I'm going. I just know I am going to, to the state of Florida to some warmer weather, hopefully. So and uh, hopefully be recharged and come back sure. and we'll do a. And this is, uh, we'll is, do is a, this for, for tax what? purposes? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Tax you know, purposes? you have to at my bracket, as you know, at my tax bracket, it's very important that I stay in Florida for a certain amount of time. <laughs> now, just getting away for a couple days, but we will come back and we'll be back next week um, and maybe do a, a, a either Christmas Eve or a, the Friday before Christmas Eve year in review how about that yeah. the first ever the first ever um squash radio year in review yeah all right so look forward to it great bill all right connor you brought the energy today i like that keep it up well i, I didn't know you're gonna be hurting but uh you know I, I know i'm looking in the back um could you just move your shoulder i want to see your weights and see if they've moved since I, nope still there still, still there. there still there Have but i used them you did i yeah use them at least in the house i use them twice a week and then i got a weight room here in the in the apartment building Cool. All right. Well, just, just this this temple just doesn't take care of itself, Bill. Okay. You, you might want to unpack some of those boxes that are back there too. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. yeah. Those are the re- that's All a return right. section. <laughs> exactly. All right, Connor. All right. We'll see you next week. See. Thanks for listening to another show on SQR Squash Radio. We really do appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we have a quick ask. In an effort to help us grow, if you have a quick minute please consider sharing an episode with a friend who might be interested or leaving a rating on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast. It would mean a lot to me and the rest of the team. Thanks so much and have a great day.